This is the Family Crisis Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Schelling. Are you a mom who is tired of taking full responsibility for your entire family's health and happiness? This is the place where we unpack all that guilt, shame, and thoughts about you as a mom and show you how to live a life of purpose, even in family crisis. Hi there, moms. This is episode 12. We're talking about emotions, emotions in the moment, episode 12. Okay, so emotions in the moment for a mom with a family in crisis can be intense. Emotions run really high for families that aren't in crisis. Let's be honest. We all have the moment of emotions running high. We all have those times when we have kids that are young and they're really having a meltdown and they're having an out of control, you know, moment, right? And (laughs) I mean, in our house, we talk about when I had my meltdowns and trust me, I had them fairly regularly (laughs) at different stages and times. So we all have these these predispositions as just as human beings. Some people have a lid on their emotions and they have a way of regulating them and they're just on the outside very cool-headed and level and we have people who are on the other end of that spectrum and their emotions are much more apparent. You can see that intensity in their expressions on their face and their body language. So we know this, right? We know that we have this range where people express emotion differently and have kind of a personality trait about the way that their baseline is with their expression of emotions. And then we have the moments when we have in a family where you have, particularly if there's ADHD or anxiety or borderline or bipolar or autism, we'll just name them all, ODD. When you have someone who struggles to regulate their emotion and then you have a triggering event, then there's something that I like to think about with emotions is that there's three main things that help me just keep in mind about emotion. And one of them is that emotion is trying to tell us something. When we have emotion come over us, there's a chemical release in our brain first, and then we have a vibration that we feel in our body. I know for me, one of the best examples is when when I feel embarrassment or shame or sometimes even guilt, my face just gets beat red. I have always been one that my face just flushes red. And it's so like, it makes it so much worse because I get embarrassed about something or ashamed about it. And then I get doubly embarrassed because my face is red and I can feel it. And I can feel everyone noticing that my face is red. So I have this kind of double emotion that's really intense and it's hot. I mean, my face feels hot to the touch. It's it's red. I mean, literally the chemical has released in my, from my brain and that has made all the blood come to my face, right? And so 
there's also other types of emotions when we when we really let ourselves feel them all the way you can really get good at noticing how the emotion moves through your body and that's the second part i wanted to say about what i've learned about emotion is is really letting it describing it in my body as what color it might be what shape it might be and how it's moving through my body and when you think about it, I think you have to experience it first for yourself and then you can see it in your kids. So especially for moms who have kids who are younger and you can see the emotion when you really just observe it and try not to fix it or change it or intervene and you just observe your child experiencing an emotion, you can almost see how it developing as it goes through their body and how it gets more intense or how it kind of peaks. You can see where it peaks and then where they come down after they're processing it, if you just allow them to process it. And so that's the second part about emotion that I think is good to know. And the third thing about it is that emotions are what drive our actions. So we either, when we're feeling a, a negative emotion or we're afraid of feeling a negative emotion, we want to avoid that pain. And That's our brain naturally trying to protect us again. And the other motivation is the motivation to seek pleasure. And so when we are feeling an emotion that's pleasant and is generating happiness, then we want to repeat that. And that's another thing that our brain was designed to do just to help us evolve by seeking pleasure, right? So wanting to the like that message comes back to the brain like we should do this again because this feels good and we can be productive when we feel good and originally it meant that we had the motivation to get out of the cave and go hunting (laughs) and when you feel good you're motivated you go take care of things right so it helps me when I think about emotions whenever they're running high and we're having a big a big emotional moment I try to remember that this is what's going on in the brain. There's just a chemical release. There's just a vibration going through the body. This is totally normal. And then I like to think like, what is it communicating and what's it driving right now, right? And what's really helpful for me is I used to think that it's just a matter of controlling the emotion. Like you just have to do deep breathing or something, you know, like just get get control of it. Like, try to almost like white knuckle through it, right? Like, okay, I'm feeling this intense emotion. I'm frustrated with my child who's screaming in the middle of Costco or whatever. And it's just like, hold it together. Like, but when you do that, when you think about what you're really doing in that moment is you're not allowing your own emotions to process. You're just suppressing them or resisting them or trying to keep a lid on them. And We do it. We learn how to do that. And it's just like a pressure. It's like a, you know, there's something that you're holding in. And it, as we all know, you can only hold it in for so long and you can keep that pressure in there. And then it's going to come out and get processed at some point. So what I learned was that when I could identify what the thought was that was really linked to the emotion, then that's really what would either intensify the emotion or help me see what was really causing that that emotion, that 
the thought that was causing the emotion. And if I couldn't identify it, then that would be something I would need to do later. I would need to process and think, what is the thought that's creating this feeling? And so I'd like to share an example. I had in my Facebook group, I had a mom request, how do we process emotion in the moment, in the very intense moments with kids? And so I'd like to just use that as an example right now and share what I've learned and how that works. So like, let's say you have a 12 year old who is refusing to stop playing their, their video game or, you know, some kind of triggering event in the house. That's a typical thing, but the emotion is so intense and there's screaming and really bad language and the controller's getting thrown across the room. And so we have this, this behavior and this intense emotion happening. And as a mom, our instinct is to try to stop that and try to control it. And when one of the thoughts that we might be having is he can't get away with this or, you know, she's being so disrespectful or this is, I can't, reinforce this behavior, right? So there's these kinds of thoughts that might be going through our head as a mom. But if you think about what that thought creates, it usually is going to create an emotion that isn't going to drive an action that you want in that moment. For me personally, if I'm thinking the thought, she's being so manipulative right now, or, you know, I can't let him get away with this, then I, that creates feelings for me like, resentment or righteousness or like vengeance or something, you know, where it's like, no, I'm not letting him get away with that. And so that intense emotion coming from that kind of a thought just makes us want to kind of go to battle or, you know, feel that tension. And we don't, as a mom in that moment, we don't really show up as the mom we want to be to help de-escalate the situation. But what we can do instead is we can notice what the thought is that we want. We can intentionally think a new thought to create a new emotion, even in the moment. And it can be really fast because we know how fast emotions and thoughts are flying through our minds. But we can train ourselves to do this. And one of the thoughts that really helps me when, or helped me when I had younger kids, and even now, I mean, let's be honest, we could be having this with a four-year-old or a 14-year-old or a 44-year-old, right? The age doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who or what the age is. There's a thought that's creating an emotion for us that then we get that intensity that starts to feel out of control and then we don't show up the way we want to in the conversation. So instead, let's going back to our example of our 12 year old with the video game. What we can do is we can think instead, like one thought could be, this is the ADHD. And for me, when I think, when I can name like kind of the cause of what's going on for somebody, it gives me compassion and empathy. And I think this is the ADHD talking or one thing that also helps me is to think this is to be expected under the circumstances. And that one works so much because a lot of times under the circumstances is asking a 12 year old to stop playing a video game and clean up 
It's to be expected under the circumstances. They're not going to want to do that, right? Or sometimes it's like, this is to be expected under the circumstances. They're hangry right now. You know, dinner's not ready. Or we're trying to hurry to get ready to go somewhere. So it's this is to be expected under the circumstances. It's kind of like, this is a stressful moment. So this makes sense. So that's another one that really helps me. And then another one that I like with kids that are behaving in really extreme or unusual ways sometimes is to think, this is really interesting. And whenever I can think that, it makes me curious. I kind of am like, I wonder what is going on in their brain right now that's causing them to want to act in this way, right? And so again, it it just creates empathy and it just takes everything down a notch for me to kind of give that pause in my brain of, hmm, this is so fascinating. I've said that so many times with, especially as, you know, as a school assistant principal, you would not believe how many times I would say to myself, this is so fascinating in the moment of an interesting behavior at school or that was reported to me or something. I would be like, oh my goodness, so fascinating that this is happening. And then I can get to a place of wondering what is going on for that child emotionally that's creating that behavior for them. So those are the things I have to share for you. And the last thing I'd like to end on tonight is one thought that in very intense situations where there could be a safety concern, I would like to offer, and I will put this in the show notes where there's a link for this and how to do a safety plan, because that is another thought that can be really helpful and really de-escalate a situation for a mom with a really intense emotional kind of outburst going on with, with a family member. That is, I have a safety plan for this. And that really is helpful. So that's why I'd like to offer for you to go to that link because I have a safety plan template to be able to ascertain in a situation, is this a safety concern? And what's my first step? If, if it is a safety concern, step one is this, step two, and then you have this ready to go at all times. And so in those moments when it's very intense, you can say to yourself, I have a safety plan for this. And then as soon as you do that, it's almost like your brain just switches into operation safety. And so then you go to your plan and you take those steps from a really calm space and you can access the part of your brain that you need to be able to think clearly in a moment like that. So I will put the link for the safety plan in the show notes. And I hope that this episode helped you with intense emotions you can come to my Facebook group. You can join. It's a private group for moms and you can post questions and I can share other thoughts that can work in the moment for different types of behaviors or extreme situations that might be going on with one of your family members. If you love what we're doing on the podcast, you should come and join my free and private Facebook group called Family Crisis for Moms. It's where we dive deeper, study, and finally solve all the things we talk about on the podcast. It's next level work if you're serious about making a change. It's free and full of moms just like you who want a better life. So head over now and join us. The link is on my website in the top right corner. See you there.